KBLA Talk 1580. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to have on with me this morning two powerful, powerful voices uh, back on the show. Uh, Courtney Bernard Vance, he's an actor, you know his face, you know his work, he started his career on stage, moved to film and television, he has all kinds of accolades, including a Tony and two Primetime Emmy Awards, uh, nominations for Grammy, Golden Globe, SAG Award, and so much more. Courtney B. Vance, good morning. Good morning, Dominique. Good morning to you. Yes, welcome back on the show. I so enjoyed our conversation last time. Also being joined by Dr. Robin L. Smith, a licensed psychologist. Uh, she she draws from her professional and her personal experiences to help transform adversity into purpose and power. She's a best-selling author and a media personality. Dr. Robin L. Smith, welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Dominique. How are you? I'm blessed, uh, and I'm I'm so grateful to you both for the book, uh, The Invisible Ache, Black Men Identifying Their Pain and Reclaiming Their Power. Um, as the mama uh, of a black boy, a teenager, um, you know, these are things that aren't just theoretical. They're, they're things that uh, are really kind of scary when you see the numbers and and see what's happening with uh, the peer group of my teenager um it's 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 timely this is um courtney vance obviously your own personal experience and your own personal life uh set this piece in motion but it's it's really timely for many of us who you know haven't experienced such a personal loss you know, uh, uh, Dr. Rod and I have been going around the country and will continue to, uh, and it is uh, very obvious. We were speaking last night uh, in Philly, at a church in Philly, and we just, she and I, we just talk. We don't, there's generally no no format, there's no moderator, we just talk, and and as the Spirit leads us, we go. And and it, to, to see the 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 joy and the pain, uh, the sunshine and the rain, of course, but to see the the movement uh, of the spirit as the table is set, and uh, and how uh, uh, so much of it uh, of what we what we deal with in life is just the fact that nobody has set the table for it, and um, the 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 people are, are are very desperate for a word. Uh, to to uh, and and some concrete information, uh, you know, and that's what's beautiful about what Dr. Robin and I do, is that I, I talk uh, with um, uh, life uh, situations, and and Doc comes behind me uh, or in front of me and talks about what we can do and what are the concrete things, what are the numbers that say, and the, the combination of those two is absolutely emotionally devastating. Yeah. It's also important. I feel like um, Dr. Robin, many times when I try to have these conversations on the show about our mental health, um, people don't want to, they they want the information, but they don't necessarily want to open up and be vulnerable the way that Courtney Vance has done and say, this is what I'm going through. Can you address it? Mm -hmm. Well, so much of that, Dominique, has to do with conditioning. 
that we as uh, people have not been shown the way of liberation and freedom. We've been taught how to uh, wear the mask, as Paul Lawrence Dunbar says, that grins and lies. Not because we're liars, not because we are weak, but simply we do what was taught. We do the cover-up because we don't know that with all of our humanity, and all means the parts of us that are feeble, the parts of us that um, have stumbled and fallen down and gotten up, but no one knows really much about the falling down because we are ashamed of our fullness, of our wholeness as human beings. So Courtney and I talk a lot about we all have holes, H-O-L-E-S. We all have broken places that have left cracks and crevices and craters of holes. And we're longing to be whole, W-H-O-L-E, which is a holy H-O-L-Y journey. And so when your callers and your listeners, uh, or maybe your listeners who don't call in to say, hey, it's me, it's me, um, that happened to me. There was, I was depressed. I couldn't get out of the bed. Courtney and I shared last night in, in Philadelphia, as he shared, that's my hometown, and one of the things we talk about is, you know, suicide. You will ask people, have you ever uh, had any thoughts of suicide? And many people, not just black, but many black people say, oh, no, 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 I, 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 would, I wouldn't do that. I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian. I'm a, and then they fill in the blank about why they wouldn't ever have even considered being at the end of their rope. But I share that I don't know about other people, but many of us know what it is like to have an onslaught of pain and suffering, things that feel that they won't ever get better, and wish that quite possibly the sun would not greet us uh, when we awaken. I mean, that doesn't mean I have a plan to kill myself, but it certainly means that my despair is running deep, wide, and worthy. Continuous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, um, when I was a kid, I used to think about suicide a lot, and I I never understood it, but I just was, was just something that was in my brain. And when, um, fast forward to a couple of years ago, when my mom passed, she put out a book called Spring and Autumn Annals, which talks about, you know, the time when I was a little kid and her best friend danced out a window mm-hmm. and, and killed himself. And my mom mm-hmm. would write every single day for a whole year through a stick of incense. And I thought, and that's when it, it, it dawned on me that that was me as a little kid. That's what I was in, um, that's the environment that I was in. And for you, you know, Courtney, your, your, your own father took his life. Those early experiences, you know, they, they, they well, I mean, you weren't a little kid. You were a, ma- a young man. But still, they, they form, they impact every part of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. And, and th- which is why um, um, my mother, I mean, you, you look at, you look at MLK. He he had he tried to take his life two times uh, in his, when he was a young man, and 
young youngster at 12 years old or so. I mean, so it's 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 the numbers. We we really don't know the numbers, and the numbers are probably astronomical um, because it is something that you know, as you as you said, Dominique, it was in your mind, right? And once it, once those thoughts are in your mind. You have to work doubly hard, bend over backwards to put the positive thoughts in there, the positive actions, the the the, the positive habits to counteract that. As, as long as it took to get in there, you're going to work have to work double to get those thoughts out of there. That that's not an option. Um, and I, I I'm a deep I'm a reader I'm a biographer I like big big fat thousand page nine hundred <laughs> eight hundred page biographies. You know, and I and I and I put them on my my Audible, um, my Kindle Audible, and and I listen when I have um, when I'm waiting for things. Mm. Um, and and I just finished the uh, um, a gold in my ear biography, and in in you in and because I didn't know anything about her, I said a woman ran a country uh, in, in the forties, in the in the sixties, in in seventies, and was dealing with uh, Kissinger and Nixon and. You know, um, and so uh, and Anwar Sadat, I said, what, what? And to listen to her, her, her pushing through things with all her physical ailments, with all of her issues, with all the dealing with these men, I said, uh, during that time period and the pressures, and it just gives me, it gives me confidence that things, that, that just because something is going wrong or just because something is not, what how we think it to be it doesn't mean that something's wrong it just means a lot of times we have to push and in life we have to we think we're going to have to go through some things right and and the, the question is what are we going to do and that's what dr robin points to when we talk as i talk about i give my anecdotes and i talk about my life and my issues and pressures and and uh, journeys and 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 she she can come behind me or in front of me and 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 set the table for what we what can we do, um, and that's what I think is so moving about when we get together and talk to people is is not just me saying and then the the people say oh yeah wow what well I, I know and then we're just stuck <laughs> because I know. they don't know what to do with <laughs> I know yeah I know. I know wow I feel that I know. too you crazy you know so that's that's the beauty of Dr. Robin and Dr. Robin what do people do. What do people do, and does it matter if you even know, like, why the why? You know, I feel this way, or why this keeps happening. Can we just act, as um, as Courtney says? Well, I think what is uh, so powerful that Courtney is reminding all of us of in this moment, and he says this uh, each time we share in some way, that the why is so much less important, meaning the why someone is uh, took their life, you know, died by suicide. Right. The why, and again, it's not that it is unimportant, but we can get lost in a, a, a really um, wasteful search about the why and not hmm. live in the power of the right now it is moment. So, you know, I can I wonder why this happened. I wonder why my father died by suicide. I wonder why my brother struggled with drugs. I, want, I mean, those are legitimate questions, but what is more important is 
and we say this in the book, not do you hurt, but where do you hurt? Not why do you hurt? <laughs> because why, why questions just so that we all know this? I'm careful in my own languaging of uh, concerns and frustrations about asking uh, a why question, even when I really want to know why. But the truth of the matter is, it's a distraction from the fact that it is. And so where do you hurt now? Not why do you hurt, but where is your ache? And so, Dominique, as we, as you were asking, when you bring up mental health and people don't want to say, like raise their hand and say, oh, it's, you know, I'm struggling or, or my family has struggled for generations with this. We know that uh, in the African-American families, and this is true again in all families, but we had a, an uncle or an auntie or someone who seemed what they called a little touched. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we called it. They, they were a little touched. They were a little odd, a little strange. And Courtney shares about his father uh, having been in the foster care system. And Courtney's grandmother, and I'll let Courtney tell the details of the story, but what I will say before he shares uh, that story is his grandmother his paternal grandmother, who was forced to give up uh, Courtney's father into the foster care system, people thought when Courtney's grandmother was talking, whom Courtney did not know, uh, when she was talking about my, my boy, where, where's, where's my boy? I want my boy. They were like, Nana, I mean, you know, again, Nana's touch. Nana, maybe she's a little senile or or maybe if she's young in her life, she something you know she something go off with her. There was nothing off with her. Her ache, she had an invisible, legitimate ache that she was craving and calling for her son. And so, how often, Dominique, are we dismissing either ourselves and our ache, or the ache of someone around us wanting them to kind of get it together? Yeah. Yeah, suck it up, get it together. Courtney B. Vance and Dr. Robin L. Smith are my guests this morning. The book, The Invisible Ache, Black Men, Identifying Their Pain and Reclaiming Their Power, continuing the conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Courtney B. Vance and Dr. Robin L. Smith are my guests. Um, before um, we went to news, traffic, and sports, Courtney Vance, um, Robin, Dr. Robin brought up the uh, story of your great-grandmother. Um, it's whew, heartbreaking story, um, but... You know, it, 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 I don't know if you want to share that or folks need to go get the book, The Invisible Ache, but really it speaks to this idea of how we, you know, how we're impacted by our family history in, in such, a, such a remarkable way that you discovered the truth. Um, and the truth will, if, if we allow it, set us free. And, and the, 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 you know, that's why, you know, the, the, the moral to the story is, uh, 
um, on the, the painful moral to the story is that these two people um, were um, have, have, circling each other, completely missed each other, the mother and the son. And the son lived his, my father lived his entire life thinking his mother didn't want him. And his, his, the mother spent the rest of her life searching for her boy. And the family, thinking they're doing the right thing, sending the boy to the foster care and never being able to track him down. So if something changes, they'll be able to tell the mother, tell Miss Ardella, Grandmommy, Nana, where her boy is. I mean, and that's the, that's the thing that the, the slavery did to us, separated families. And, that, and what did we do? We just sucked it up. That's what we learned how to do. That's why it's so in us to, to keep it quiet, because it was a survival mechanism. Families were separated, and we just sucked it up. And, and, and there was no therapy sessions back in the day, black in the day. There was no, there was no how are you feeling? Are you, do you need something? Do you need to talk to something? There was none of that. So we did, our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-great-great-great, they did the best that they could. So I don't go back and go, they should have have done nothing but stay black and die. And that's what they did. Mm. The question for me, the question for us, is because we do have the tools. They're available to us. But we're living in this technological age and that that things are moving so fast. But in the the realm of, of our emotional health and mental health, we're still in the back in the back in the back ages and, and we're still dealing like we ain't got no information mm. and so it's time that's what we're saying it's time to come forward and deal with the person that's just a little touched mm-hmm. that's staying up in the attic or down in the basement and them stories it's time to tell them stories there's no shame in it there's no shit there's only freedom there's only freedom in coming forward in our lives and saying you know, it's start in starting small. I need to take a walk. I need to go get my my mammogram. I need to go my my prostate. I need to. I just start small. I need to stop eating all that. I need to stop. <laughs> I know what I need to do. And I know what I need to do. And a lot of it, yes, I pray. Yes, but as as Doctor Robin says to us all the time, it reminds us. It takes us to the to the good book is that faith without works is dead, being alone. So we've got to do some work. Yeah, I mean, Courtney Vance says, we know what we need to do. I I think that's true. I think that's right. But you also mentioned shame, and I want to toss that to Dr. Robin, because to me, you know, regardless of the why, (laughs) shame is crippling. Um, And, you know, you can call it pride, you could call it, you know, survival mechanism, whatever it is, how do I step out of that shame, step over that shame and, and get to that truth that would, as you said, Courtney, if I let it set me free. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, that promise about the truth will set us free. It didn't say it was always going to make us happy. There's a difference <laughs> between happiness and freedom. Right, right, right. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with happiness. But if I had to choose between being happy and being free, uh, if I had to choose to, you know, be happy but in, in bondage, which is more of what we know than what it means to be free, 
uh, in truth and in liberation. But we, again, that's new for us to understand that we have a choice and a decision to make. In terms of shame, you know, shame is really rooted, and I call shame and blame really the toxic twins because they go nowhere fast. Uh, They don't give you uh, inspiration. They don't give you encouragement. They drag you down. And so I think of this story. uh, It's not in this book, but it's in um, either Lies at the Altar. I think it's in Hungry, my second book, Hungry, the Truth About Being Full. And I talk about my mother. Uh, I was separating many years ago uh, from my husband at the time. And I was on my way to therapy, not to give therapy, to get it. See, this is the other thing about shame. If I don't tell you that Dr. Robbins used to go to therapy, goes to therapy, and will keep going at some point, just like we get tune-ups and go to have our teeth cleaned, hopefully, these maintenance things. So I was on my way to therapy, to my therapist, and my house was um, empty at the time. I was waiting for furniture to be delivered uh, because of this, my separation. And my mother says to me, as I come down the stairs, she said, honey, and I knew something was coming. And she said, honey. And I said, yes, mommy. She said, are you going to put on lipstick? And I wish you all could see me right now. I, I was like, lipstick? And she said, well, you know, like I know, and my mother and father, uh, my father was a physician, uh, psychiatrist, um, my mother, a psychiatric social worker, um, trained at some of the best institutions in the country. And she said, you know, like I know that, you know, every time you go out, someone is making an assessment of you and a therapist. Now, this is somebody I've been seeing, this therapist, but um, your therapist will, you know, assess how you're doing by how you show up. I said, precisely, Mommy. My marriage is over. My house is empty. And you're asking me, am I going to put lipstick on so that I look better than what I am? Mm. Going to have to continue this conversation after news, traffic, and sports. That is deep. Uh, We are talking with Courtney B. Vance and Dr. Robin on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Yes, indeed. Actor Courtney B. Vance, author Courtney B. Vance, and Dr. Robin L. Smith, a.k.a. Dr. Robin, are my guests. And Dr. Robin, you were talking about this um, moment with your mom. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, about the cover-up. Uh, the yeah. cover-up that we are um, taught to do by those who love us. And my mother, I mean, again, this brilliant black woman, um, a rock star in many ways, and yet her fear and shame that her daughter would be judged and that she would be judged if... I went to therapy and didn't have lipstick on. And so I said, no, I'm not putting lipstick on. I said, Mommy, are you kidding me? (laughs) Do you see what's around me? Like, my house is empty. Things are falling apart down and around me. And I'm going to therapy, and I don't know what 
you know, my therapist will be thinking, except they're quite possibly I'm congruent and I look like how I feel. Mm. Right. I look like how I feel. And so part of the invisible ache and our invitation uh, that Courtney, through his the loss of his father from suicide and his 23-year-young godson, who was vibrant and smart and black and a king um, from an intact family, that we are uh, dismantling the lie that sick people emotionally or weak people um, or rich people are the only people who need to go to some kind of therapy. And that doesn't mean necessarily a one-on-one. It may mean like what Courtney and I are doing around the country, which is coming to a safe place to begin to tell the truth, not to your neighbor, but to begin to tell the truth to yourself. Where do you hurt today? Where do you hurt? Courtney B. Vance, this book focuses on black men and uh, in particular, talk to me about that that choice. Uh, the choice for black men to focus on, yeah, on, the, the on, on black men, yeah, in this in this piece. Well, it's it's I'm I'm I know it's it may be uh, you know uh, some people may not know this. It may be a secret. I'm black. Dang! Um, so, I wish you would have uh, told me sooner. Uh, 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 yeah, right. Uh, so I, I'm, I, but uh, you know, the the uh, it's not a, we, we, which is not to say that only black men are suffering with this pain. It's a it's a it's a human situation, but because in this country and in this world, uh, black is the last thing to to be focused on, which is which is why we we when we can we focus on ourselves in whichever way we mm. can. Which is why the the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, situation and and uh, movement happened. Which is not to say that that all lives don't matter. Yes, they do. <laughs> they absolutely do. And the blue lives, and the yellow lives, and the orange lives, and the green lives—they all lives matter. But in this world that we live in, everyone in their spirit, if not in their minds and in their souls, know that Black lives are the last things to matter. And so, which is why things are happening to black people. And, and well, you know, that, that, that we, and we have a part in it, but society and our culture has a part in it. And you could look at it as, as we talked about uh, throughout our tour about just an angel food cake. And Dr. Robin will talk about it. And why is, why is a black male, a, a negative thing, a black thing? Why, why is the color black associated so many times, so oftentimes, with negative things? And so that, it's, in a, it's in our DNA, unfortunately, about black being a negative thing. And so we're, we're trying to lift us up in all ways that we can. And in this journey of uh, you know, dealing with this, this shame, uh, as, as you all were talking about prior, uh, previously, this shame, it's a, it's a deep, deep, Thing that the entire world is involved in, uh, and so, but we have to start with ourselves and healing ourselves, and, and and looking at why is it that we feel that something that was put on us 400 years ago is still in our DNA, hmm. and that we are we are we are complicit in our our shaming ourselves, and 
And that's why it's a slow process. When a board of uh, Bishop Blake, our, our pastor, our bishop for, for 53 years at West Angeles Church of God in Christ, said to, I remember him saying, well, you know, when a, when a board is, is warped, you have to bend it over backwards, way past level, so that once you release it, it releases even. So we've got to bend over backwards and put in those good, good habits, those gentle habits, those new habits to, uh, that, that, that we can do that are healthy for us. Maybe, maybe you can't walk in your neighborhood. Maybe you might have to. I mean, it, and it's work. My mother knew that she couldn't walk, walk in her neighborhood, but she knew she had to. So she got in her car and drove 20 miles to her to a gym downtown Detroit near the uh, wasn't actually downtown it was near the uh, the GM building the old GM building found a gym that she liked and three or four times a week she went to her gym cuz she was going to get it in there however she could because she knew she knew that she needed to take her classes she wanted to do and be in community with people so that when when it was when when we went and visited her, she said, I'm going to go to the gym. We, my sister and I said, well, we want to go with you. And we, we couldn't even keep up with her in those classes <laughs> at 75 years young because she recognized I've got to do something for myself. And however we do that, I don't care if it's picking up a book and reading something. something you, got, you can give yourself something. You know, we were talking to someone the other day. Uh, 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 Doctor Robin will let you know, and he's we he was, he, and and no, it was me who said, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I gave myself. I, you know, I needed some water. Can do you mind if I take a break and get some more? And Doctor Robin said, you see that that's the smallest thing that Courtney said he needed to get some water, and we're gonna we pause for me to get some water instead of me going to my in my spirit. Eh, I know I need to get some water. I'm going to let it go because I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Uh, sometimes you've got to inconvenience a couple people so that you can get something for yourself. Am I right, Dr. Ryan? Absolutely. I mean, abs- you've got to learn that you're not here uh, for the service meaning of others. And I don't mean that we don't serve and support each other, but it is different If you think that you were born, and this comes right out of being enslaved, if you think you're here to accommodate Mr. and and Madam and everyone else and, and quench their thirst and address their ache, because we know on those plantations there was so much happening, not only to those who were enslaved, but to the families who did the enslavement, so much suffering, so much betrayal, so much pain. And we were often the the, the soft blanket that nursed literally and figuratively their children. We sat bedside and prayed and uh, read and when we were allowed to read and nurtured them. And so what Courtney and I are talking about now is learn 
what it means in small ways. As he said, we're not talking about starting at number 10. We're saying that if you're thirsty, then tend to your own thirst. And Courtney tells that story because, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I wasn't talking to you. I'm sorry. I I didn't realize that. Um, (laughs) I was talking to my engineer, but yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Just, Just that it is so important that we deconstruct the way in which we, the ways in which we have been taught. And we don't know that we've been brainwashed, which is why I always say we, we need to now wash our brains from the messages that were given that say you wait and, and you can stay thirsty and you can ignore your ache and tend to someone else's ache. So this is a new moment with the invisible ache, black men identifying their pain and reclaiming their power. It's a new invitation that you are worthy. And what did that gentleman say that we were on a radio show? And he said, I don't have the luxury in my life to take care of myself. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. But wow. I mean, that's real. That, that yeah. he was absolutely real. He wasn't joking. No, he no, I'm sure he wasn't. That he had the right to take, to, to, and whatever that means, take care of yourself. Whatever that means. So, so consequently, you know, all those little things and big things are not taken care of. So, so of course, you know, it may be that, you know, he's not going to go to the doctor to, do, to look at his prostate situation because, quote-unquote, he doesn't have the luxury right. to do that. Well, I mean, you the know, reason I'm laughing gonna... is because we perish when we don't have the luxury to do the things we have to do, right, to be, to be well. We perish right. and the generations in front perish. Because we are their example. Courtney, when his father died by suicide, Mommy Vance, Courtney's mother, said to Courtney and his sister, they spent a month there uh, helping his mother get her affairs in order. And when they were leaving to go back to their respective, when Courtney and his sister were leaving to go back to their respective cities and homes, Mommy Vance said, uh, in that soft way. And so Courtney, like me with my mother, when my mother said, honey, uh, Courtney, when mommy Vance said something with a certain tone, they knew hmm, hmm, something is coming. And she said, look, we're all going to go to therapy. I'm going to get myself some help here. And you and your sister are going to get help in your respective towns. And I we always mention that, Courtney and I do, as not only in the book, but when we're on the road, because how often do parents say, do what I do, do what I say, not what I do? Mm. And so it is important, Dominique, as you're talking about this, and we're talking about the young man who said he doesn't have the luxury. And we said, well, you, you, if you plan to take care of all the things on your plate that are overwhelming you right now, the key ingredient is that you make time to care for yourself. And that was, we could watch his brain. This is a young, young black man. We could watch his brain trying to compute what this new equation might be 
where he is actually in the equation as a worthy priority instead of as an afterthought. Wow, time flies when you're on the radio. Courtney B. Vance and Dr. Robin will uh, get some some final thoughts. I can't believe it when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominic DePrima when we come forward. The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with right now. Dominic DePrima on First Things First. First. Courtney B. Vance and Dr. Robin L. Smith are my guests. The Invisible Ache, Black Men Identifying Their Pain and Reclaiming Their Power is the book. One of the things I love about this is that you do have very specific and not just slogan-ish um, things to do. As you as you reference, Courtney, it's not just about like digging it up. It's what do we do? Um, sh- you want to share um, some of those with me- with us? Uh, I, 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 you know, for, for me, it's 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 the things that I need to do to, you know, as my mother realized, she, you know, it's very easy to say, I can't walk because my neighborhood is what it is, and so, that or I can't ride my bike or I can't get some air, um, and and that's that. I mean, that that's the the journey for all of us. I think the question is because it, it's be that's real. That's real talk. Everybody doesn't live where you can go out and walk around, you know, at night. Um, you know, that, that what a blessing that is to be able to walk in your neighborhood, you know, and uh, with a friend and, you know, maybe just a little flashlight or, or a stick, you know, a golf club, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, you know, you couldn't even do that in my mother's name. My mother said, I'm not walking in my neighborhood, okay? And, and if she was walking, we would be, we, my sister and I would be going there and getting her, you know. Um, and having an escort or something. But so she figured out something different. And that's what we're talking about. Whatever you need to do for yourself to give you something. And as the gentleman said, uh, you know, um, you know, he, he didn't feel he had the luxury. And I, and I heard him. That's real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand that so completely. But the question is, but what are you going to do? Because eventually... That's going to catch up with you in all kinds of ways. And, you know, just to be able to, for myself, because I know I like to ride my bike. Or I like to, we live in an area where there are hills. I like to walk up these hills because they, I can get my steps in and it cuts me up. So what, do, what, what can you do? You know, I, you know, and as I'm walking, I'm listening to my book. My audio, audible book, which gives me something, takes me places, and I'm drinking my water as I'm walking. So, I mean, so that, find something for yourself that you can do that's small, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, so, so that you, your mind can go someplace without having being intoxicated somehow or medicated somehow. Because <clears throat> it's all about our minds. Where, where do we, as a, as a person, thinks? In their mind, they are. Mm. And uh, one of those that, that caught my attention, Dr. Robin, feed your spark, not your sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's really about that what we focus on is what grows. And what grows has dominion over us. And that's a simple way, and really that's what Courtney was talking about just now. We have a choice 
about doing something. I talk about moving our body so that we can uh, move our brain, which means our thoughts. You got to move it because if you get stuck, you know, on the negative, if you get stuck on stupid, as they say, if you get stuck on your despair, you will nurture and grow that. If you allow yourself to move your brain from places of trauma, I didn't say ignore the trauma. I said, work with it, do the work and move and move your body. Because we know that in moving our bodies, there are endorphins. There are things. That's just a big word for there's chemical stuff that is good for that our body releases that our brain releases into our body. So we've got to move the brain and move the body so we can do what? Move the burden. Because if we don't do that, the burden ultimately wins. And it wins not because it's bigger than you, not because your trauma is more triumphant than your resourcefulness. It wins because you did not know that you were worthy, equipped, and powerful to live a, a more, uh, actually, in a more excellent way, a life that you deserve to live and your divine birthright to be free. Mm. Um, well, I, you know, I thank you guys both so much for spending uh, the hour with us um, at uh, November 14th at West Angeles Church of God in Christ, 6.30 p.m., uh, the Reparations uh, Bookstore, Black-owned bookstore, will be on-site selling books there. Um, and we just want to make sure that you, if you can get this book, The Invisible Ache, it's gonna, it's uh, available where you get your books. Um, that you know, you you go and check it out for yourself. We've got about a minute here before we hand off to Tavis Smiley, um, Courtney B. Vance. You want to give us the last word here? It, 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 the, the last word is, is we're worth it. You know, that, that's, that's what, uh, I, I mean, I could have very easily, my sister and I could have very easily stayed, and when my mother gave us the, the charge to go find someone to talk to, we could have very easily, okay, mommy, <laughs> and mm. not done it. And I would not be prepared for where I am today, for Angela, for, you know, the Brahman and Slater, our, our children, and, and for our future and for their future. And so you're worth it. You don't know what God's got for your future. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying, to, 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 trying to be obedient and trying to serve and trying to help. Try to help. Mm. Well, Courtney B. Vance and Dr. Robin L. Smith, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yes. And thank you for the thank great... Thank you, Robin. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for the great, great work you guys are doing... Tavis Smiley is up next. Uh, best of Tavis Smiley. He's got Rick Fox for you. I'm Dominique DePrima. History is now, and we are making it together until Monday. One love. <laughs>